When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met fellow adventurers, I am back on Sarngard Island to finish taking part in the joust. So the West Camp, the joust, part seven. The final bout. Yes, even though even though the last bout was the final, it, it's something because of the whole interference thing, it doesn't count. So we I have we have to have another bout just to confirm that I'm the best jouster. Bark on this adventure. Isn't until the day before the final bout of your jousting tour jousting tournament did you learn much to really it is not tell it why you'd be facing. You decided that's a better match for your obvious high level of skill is a newcomer to the island. A mercenary captain by the name of M- of Mywanor. He's just arrived here a few day ba- days back. With a hundred men for the course, says Thakir, apparently feeling the need to justify the removal of Telebar from the bout. He's he's as good he's a he's as good a horseman, warrior, and lancer as ever seen. He took keen interest in the bout. Was Arlian born, I believe. But he swore it over to the crown. Can't claim the prize, prize horse, of course. But his victory could prevent you from doing, prevent you from doing so. Perhaps that's why Arthane's allowing him to challenge you in the final one. Later in, in the day, in the day, until Everard's size, you pay a visit to Ashturnburn. The master horseman, an expert jouster, is still recovering from the injuries he sustained on the list field, but he is happy to see you both. You ask him about the man-blade Mywanor. He pauses for a moment, apparently lost in deep thought, then slowly nods. I've, I've heard tell of him, I think, he says. Why is Arlene, you say? Yes, that would stand to reason. The kingdom's overwhelmed with knights, and a good many of them are skilled at jousting. If he's as eager to challenge you as I say, you might have your hands quite full. Celebrator tells you, Told you she is glad she won't be facing you, and and says that she does not lament the lost opportunity. This lot, Miss Myronor, might soon be lamenting his decision. Talibor says, smiling warmly. I've no doubt we'll see to that. Tallies Junior. Late in the afternoon, while moving along a hall, dust off the keep's main corridor, you're approached by a man with with long dark hair and a horribly scarred face. Several medals are affixed to the shoulders of his leather jerkin, and he strides up to you with an air of confidence and purpose. You immediately realise this man must be Miranor. You've likely guessed that I am Miranor, he says quite presumptuously. Thank you for accepting me as your challenger in the final round of this little joust, Sally Jr. You're braver than most. You tell Miranor you look forward to the chance to face him in the he seems to ignore what you've said and proceeds to tell you what brought him to this island. I've come to lend my hand to this great cause, he says, glancing back over his shoulder before returning his piercing gaze to you. Of a crew of a hundred strong backs, warriors to the last, it's my hope we might be we might be able to help the effort pour itself out of the jaws of stagnation. You find yourself increasingly uncomfortable in the presence of the haughty braggart. 
I begin to attempt to find a polite way of ending the rather unpleasant discourse. After several more tedious minutes of conversation with the mercenary captain, you breathe a sigh of relief when he at last tells you he must return to his encampment and see to dispensing of orders of orders of, to the warriors under his command. We meet tomorrow on the field of battle, he says jovially, reaching out to initiate a shoulder cross. You think you really accept, extend your arm to accept the gesture. With shocking force, Melanor slams the palm of his white hand into your white shoulder, catching you off guard and sends you toppling backwards onto the floor. Shocked and angered by what was obviously a deliberate ass, you're about to leap to your feet and see if you can't teach the man a lesson of humility when a tall and slender but imposing figure of Ash Tespern suddenly appears over you and helps you up. You best be on your way, says Champion Jouster and the cavalry captain sternly. There'll be no report, but you best wait, mend your ways, friend. Marlon Moore stares hard at Ash for several moments, then mutters an apology before turning and striding off along the passage. When he's out of sight, Ash thanks you for letting the matter be. No good will come of rash actions, he says. You're wise to choose to settle this in the, in the list, Talis Jr., and I'm most certain you will. Still later in the afternoon, you find yourself at the edge of the list field, standing with Telebur and Ash as the three of you watch. Mulanor makes several practice runs up and down the lanes on the side of the tilt. You all agree he's indeed a highly skilled jouster, and as one might expect, a master horseman. He certainly knows his way about a tournament field, said Ash, taking a keen interest in the mercenary captain's style and method. If he's half as good as a sword, it is for a lance. You'll have yourself quite about, Talis Jr. Telebra scowls and chastises Ash for his comments, and the master jouster smirks. You're sure to defeat him, Talis Jr., says Talibra, casting a sideways glance at Ash. Isn't that what you think, Ash? Oh, well, of course, he says, smirking. I mean, there's nothing you have to worry about, Talis Jr. After all, I'm sure even this Mildor has a bad day on the field once in a while. The hour immediately following dawn on the final day of the tournament finds you atop the charger you will be riding in the bout, making several practice passes down the list lanes. By mid-morning, a sizable crowd has gathered. And within only half an hour of the final contest, Thane Mazabak and his entourage arrives. Lucrin moves onto the field in, Thane, in the Thane's company and nods at you as he passes. Both Telebra and Ash Tambrum stop to wish you luck before wandering over to join the crowd of eager spectators. Fakir is among the last to arrive, and you're about to head over and have a word with him. When you once again find yourself face to face with Millenor, who's leading his impressive steed to the far side of the tilt. Before you can react, he reaches out and initiates a shoulder cross. And this time the gesture appears to be well intentioned. Luck and the old father be with you, friend, he whispers, as he turns and heads off from off to the spot which you will soon begin his charge. Fakir meets Minilar halfway on the tilt and has a few words with him before returning to where you are mounting your heavy charger. I shouldn't rightly be telling you this, he says, but our Thane thinks you're going to be champion. He's quite a good judge of these things, you know. Oh well, good luck. You thank Thakidor and finish climbing into the saddle. As you urge your horse into place, you turn your eyes first to the crown and then to your distant opponent, seated atop his seat steed at the far edge of the field. A chorus of horns suddenly fills the air, lifting a wild cheer from the large crowd of spectators. Thakir moves through the middle of the field and holds up both of his hands, immediately subduing the din of the crowd to a faint murmur. Your horse stamps impatiently and snorts, throwing its head from side to side. Thakir suddenly lowers his head, and you immediately urge your horse forward. The powerful charger breaks into a gallop down the white side of the tilt. The far end of the list, Myronor's steed also begins its charge. 
You and the mercenary captain quickly find yourself bearing down on each other with unnerving speed. Your heart pounds as the thundering hoofbeats of two heavy chargers rise into the air, momentarily drowning out the cheers of the crowd. Clinging to the reins with one hand, trying to steady your lance with the other, you fly down the list, perilously close to the tilt, as you prepare to make an attempt to unhorse your opponent. Same, same note as last time. Your fir- the first random number will determine how well you are able to maintain control of your charging mount while, maintain- while retaining your poise in the shadow. Pick a number, bonus of 76, 71 from horsemanship, and 5 from luck. Alright, pick now. 132. And he's got 108. Alright. We now select a random number to determine how well you are able to maintain your balance in the saddle while simultaneously holding the reins of your horse and attempting to position your lance, you also attempting to remain focused on your rapidly approaching opponent. So pick a number, bonus of 80, 20 from might, 20 from body, 20 from agility and 20 from spirit, as always. 91. I got 90, I got 91 points, he got 152 points, so... One two three, one two three versus two six zero. Okay, I'm going to pull ahead with the last one. You must now select a random number to determine how how accurate your attempt to strike Lutmenor will be. All right, picking number one to two hundred. Bonus of one hundred forty-five. One hundred forty from lances, and five from luck. Your ability to control and aim your lance while at full charge earned you 291 points, bringing it to 514. He got 243 points, bringing it to 503. Okay, I think this is going to be a draw. Despite your valiant efforts, neither you or Milanor managed to land solid blows with your lances. Both of you remain upright in the saddle as the speed of your respective charges carry you past one another in a matter of seconds. Your heavy but agile steed turns at the end of the tilt and starts back along the opposite lane. Milner's horse makes a turn at the far end, breaks into a gallop on the lane which you rode moments ago. As your, char- as your charger bearing you thunders down the list, the crowd cheers wildly. Your heart pounds, the thundering hoofbeats of two heavy chargers rise into the air, momentarily drowning out the cheers of the crowd. Clinging to the reins with one hand and trying to steady your lance with the other, you fly down the list, perilously close to the tilt as you prepare to make an attempt to unhorse your opponent. The first random number will determine how well you are able to maintain control of your charging mount while retaining your poise in the shadow. Random number, bonus of 76, pick. I got 147, he got 170. Yep, that's no fair, he's doing better than me. That's not supposed to happen. No, another random number to determine how well you're able to maintain your balance in the saddle, while simultaneously holding the reins of your horse and attempting to position your lance. You're also attempting to aim focus on your rapidly approaching opponent. Okay, Wandwa, pick a random number, bonus of 80. Pick now. Oh, I got 81. Yes, that means I got a 1 plus 80. And he got 143. So it's 228 versus 113. Hmm. I mean, I better pull ahead with the next check. Because otherwise, I am going to go down very hard. And now, you must select a random number to determine how accurate your attempt to strike Minelor with the lance would be. Number between 1 and 200, and a bonus 145. Pick now. 200. 200 and... 
63. But he, bringing me to 491, but he got 382, 62. I think that's higher than I could possibly get. How good is he? Bringing his total to 675. The tip of Milo's lance smashes into you, toppling you backwards out of the saddle. You exhale sharply, driving every blank, driving every last ounce of breath from your lungs as you land flat on your back, the largely unforgiving ground of the list lane, gasping loudly. You writhe about in agony as you desperately struggle to maintain your breath. The brow from your from the lance and resulting fall from the horse have inflicted serious damage. 179 stamina points. I have one stamina left. Injured, but strength enough to wise, you pull yourself off the ground, turn to find that Moendor has already dismounted. The haughty mercenary captain strides forward towards you, brandishing the wooden blade you will likely use to end your day in the list. The cowed wars wildly in anticipation of a fierce battle. However, despite your best effort, you are too wounded from the blow of the lads and the resulting fall to continue the contest. Regretfully, you are left with no choice but to cede victory to your opponent. Much to your surprise, Kmenilor graciously accepts your surrender and reaches down and helps you to your feet. Minudor praises your ability and tells you he hopes you will not hold the events of your first meeting against him. As you struggle to recapture your breath, you promise the mercenary that you will not. You certainly had me on that pass, he says, turning sharply. I'm certain you nearly had me on that pass, he says, turning sharply. Certainly glad I don't have to face you again. If you please note, if you wish to attempt this doubt again, so you may continue with the tournament, you must quit your net game now and resume from your last save position. Okay, I will. Yeah, this is crazy hard. So pretty much everybody ends up having to. You pretty much end up having to redo this a few times for everyone. So I'll just skip through the talky bits. Talky, 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 talking. You've read it before. All right, and now picking the first number. Bonus of 76, and it's 122. And he only got 87. Better, better. Okay, let's see what happens with the second number. Bonus of 80. And I get 144. He gets 159. Okay, we're 266 versus 246. All right. And now to pick the third number, 1 to 200, bonus of 145. Oh dear, I only got 182, and he got 312. Now, question is, is this damaging enough to knock me down? It's 448 versus 5586. Toppling from the shadow. And nope. Nope, I'm not. I'm, I'm too wounded to fight, so... Got to quit without saving again. Okay. Try it once more. Third time's the charm, surely. Ugh, that Myronor, he's so good. <laughs> he's so good at this. All right. Back to the West Camp. Joust part seven, part three. Through the talky bits. Yeah, because that's... One advantage of this thing, you can get through it very quickly if you're going through something for a second time. But if you're going through it the first time, it's very slow. I mean, second time having just done it a few minutes ago. 
the second time it lasted in months ago, probably read it anyway, because there'll be some subtle things you'd have forgotten. Yeah, skippy, 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 skippy to the actual numbers. Alright, first number, 93. Oh, that's bad. Second number, another 93, and he, he's pulling way ahead. I've got 186 versus 299. Alright, third number, this is my last chance. Alright, so picking the third number. Oh, I got 147, which meant 2 and the bonus. And 333 versus 522. And yep, yep, he knocked me off my horse again. Okay, quit. Okay, I'm getting tempted to just keep... To pause it until I can actually win this. Alright. West Camp again. Adventures. Just part 7. Yes. Alright. The Emilador. He's too strong. Oh, he's nice. He's a good guy after all, maybe. Right, first number, 128 versus 7173. Ugh, he's already ahead. Second number, 108 versus 99, so it's 236 versus 272. Alright, I think that's... Well, let's see what happens with the third one. Third number... Number is 341, which is a very good one, and he got only 214, which isn't good. So I managed to pull ahead on the third check. The tip of your lance smashes into the centre of mine or shield. The force of the blow sends the mercenary toppling from, his, from the saddle. He lands on his back in the middle of the lane and gasps loudly as the impact drives the wind from his lungs. You expectly draw your charging horse to a halt and dismount, casting aside your lance in favour of the wooden mace you chose at the start of the tournament. Minor returns, regains his feet and turns to face you. Nursery captain tosses down his wooden sword and promptly cedes victory to you. Stunned by the surprising turn of events, you graciously accept his surrender. I wonder if there's any way we could actually do the villa. I'll just check that. No, I've checked. There's no way that this can result in a melee combat. So, so you, so you just basically what you do is you just keep running at each other until someone gets knocked off the horse. Usually me, because he's really good. A small ceremony follows the conclusion of the jousting tournament, which you receive the praise of both Thane Mazabak and Thakir. You are taken aback when Thane Mazabak initiates a shoulder cross with you. You are no stranger to victory, as I have heard, says the Thane, as he withdraws his hand from your shoulder. I am pleased to know that someone so obviously capable has chosen to lend himself to, to our cause. You're surprised by the low and surprisingly soft stone of Thane Mazabak's voice, which uh, I didn't do because I didn't know what his tone was until I already read his stuff. <laughs> Sorry about that. Despite the character of his voice, you find yourself almost in awe of the tall mass Thane standing before you. You sense a power, a powerful driven sense of purpose in the fierce gaze that peers out of the top of the wooden mask that conceals his face and a general bearing that suggests no lack of courage or resolve. You humbly accept his praise and bow before him. Thane Mazabak tells you that his own horse, a prize warhorse, a mount beyond most measure, will be prepared for you. He also tells you that you'll be given something else worthy of your recent endeavours, along with the horse. 
grey box. You'll receive the horse and a second special prize in an upcoming scenario that will be available at Sargar Keep. I may seek your help in the days to come, he says. I hope that I can count on your continued service. Your efforts on behalf of our cause are both noticed, noticed and appreciated. You thank the vein and tell him you are no, you are at his service as you again bow. The vein nods and again congratulates you before turning and heading off the list field in the midst of, of his armed entourage. The crowd begins to disperse. You are met by Telebra and Ash Tambor. We commend you on your decisive victory in the tournament. After speaking with them for a few minutes, you decide you've had, you've at last had enough of the list for a while, and turn to make your way back towards the keep. As you reach the edge of the list field, you once again find yourself face to face with Marinor. The mercenary captain again commends you on your jousting ability. Yeah, actually, you're a better jouster. I only won because, uh. I'm outside of time, sort of, and if I fail, I can just do it again. <laughs> what I've, from what I've heard, you have skills that far exceed the demands of this simple sport, he says. Renaudet tells you this company of warriors is set up in the West Camp. The tent is the one with the blue shield hanging next to the door, he says. Be honoured if you would stop by for a spell. It was a matter I'd like to discuss with you, if you'd spare just a small while. The mercenary captain again meets you at his shoulder cross, before turning and making his way off the field. When he is gone, he once again starts in the direction of the keep. Hmm, what does he want to talk about? Maybe he's just... Maybe he's just sick of hide cowing behind the fold. It just wants to have one massive cavalry charge that just zoops aside about 10,000 goblins. Wouldn't that be grand? <laughs> As you reach the gates of the keep, glad to have at last put the events of the joust behind you, and equally glad to survive it, you vow to pay a visit to Minador as soon as you can. Something in the mercenary captain's parting words seems to portray just the slightest hint, slightest sense of urgency. So that's this. Joust part seven is completed and I am a champion jouster now. I'll just put that on my CV. Goblin Slayer, Troll Slayer, Dragon Befriender, Dragon Slayer. Different dragons for those two. I don't say dragons I've become friends with, just other ones. Shadow Banisher. Member of Silver Crest. Champion Jouster. That's a start. So I get 1,024 experience to general. And 256 experience to all skills and powers. Which will allow me to level a couple of things up a bit later. Okay, so. Hmm, nope, can't take part in the. Can't get my reward yet. Time to meet with Millendor. The West Camp. Yep, okay, I'm going to visit Milanor's tent. What could he possibly want with me? Is just drinking contest? Because, well, he can't beat me jousting. Something else? Is this, is this something to do with all the secrets on the aisle? Is he, is he, is he actually on part of another faction that I haven't even heard of yet? Hmm. Visit Milanor's tent. The moment you step into Milanor's tent, the scarred mercenary captain rises from behind a makeshift wooden table and steps forward to meet you in the shoulder cross. Hadn't expected you quite so soon, he says, smiling as he steps behind you to 
to draw close the flap of the tent. Certainly good to see you again, old friend. <gasps> it's someone I know. But I don't. Oh, it's the wings, it's the wings. So it must be someone who works for the thing, because I think he's the only person who knows the wings. Who has the wings as far as I know, anyway. Mm, who could it be? You watch with a mix of surprise and fascination as the man before you suddenly undergoes a rapid and startling transformation. In a matter of moments, the star-faced star mercenary captain you faced in the final bout the jousting tournament is no more. Standing before you in near the tent, no more than arms there for men, is the man who is is a man you've long considered a friend and ally. Thane Proland laughs and slaps you on the shoulder. Oh, it's the Thane! Yay! <laughs> they work as stated, to be sure. He says, smiling, as he twirls about a wooden about a wooden wing on the t- at the tip of his fingers. A thin sapphire band runs through the centre of the wing, making an exact copy of the wing of disguise that the star protected your identity on Stargard. You express to the Thane your surprise at his sudden and somewhat dramatic appearance of the hour, and he is quick to tell you that the matters have progressed further and faster than you could have ever expected. For always thought, Rude, would make quite a potent pairing, he says, slipping the wing back on his finger. There now is what... There now is what is that we're straight on who I am. There, now that we're straight on who I am, I can tell you is why I've set foot on these perilous swords. As he speaks, the rapid transformation that turned, it, that turned him from Ronimnir to his true self reverses, and at only a few seconds... You once again find yourself gazing upon the scarred mercenary captain who claims to hail from Rosail. The, the Thane tells you that the impetus for his sudden arrival on Sargard is the belief that a prisoner of great incorp- importance is being kept in the dungeons beneath the keep. When you tell him you've also heard this, he nods. The prisoner is a woodcutter. From a small village in the far south of the kingdom. Hide the sort of person you would expect to warrant the interest or the ire of Thane Musmak. Can't find his way into his dungeons. He asks the Thane why it is this man has been taken prisoner. The legacy of his father still haunts him. Says the Thane in reference to the prisoner. It is... It is what he knows, what his father might have told him, that has placed him in such dangerous circumstances, and what ultimately delivered him in chains to these forsaken shores. Hmm. The thing is, couldn't they Mazabak just interrogate him in Stonemarsh? I mean, that's an equally secure place. Hmm. Unless there's something that something he has to point out here, which he has to do here that you can't do in Stonemarsh, something that's installed and can't be moved. The Thane tells you the man being held prisoner in the bowels of Sangard Crease is Ilum Crossel, and his father, Pridor Crossel, was an apprentice mage. Pridor was a bumbling spellcaster at best. But certainly do not mean to speak ill of the dead, he says. He was a man how he was, however, a man who knew more about Wavenbone than anyone. You're familiar with Wavenbone, are you not? Tally's Junior. In response to his question, you produce the pieces of Wavenbone in possession, show them to him. He smiles. When I learned that my agents, yourself included apparently, were coming across Wavenbone and Earl, my thoughts turned to Island Crossel, but alas, for I was too late, he says. I arrived in the village Pridor's grain son comes home. Oh, he's discovered he had gone missing the month before. There was little doubt that he had fallen, vi- fallen into the very clutches of those I had hoped to protect him from. Dame Poen tells you that Lillian's father, Crystal, was a far better alchemist than he was a mage but that his combined knowledge in the two disciplines would serve to produce his life's work. 
a magical application for the wear, for the wear mineral known as Raven Bone. Prithador Crosshall succeeded in creating a magical elixir losing Raven Bone that greatly enhanced the potency of the magic wielded by any who consumed it. He says it's believed that his elixir could turn even the most humble caster into an archmage. Oh my! And what would what would it do if it say was used by an already skilled mage? Possibly a mage who already has great political power. Ooh, what could it do then? Yes, yes. I mean, if I was a if I was a thane and I who wanted more power, I would definitely, definitely want that elixir. Maybe even a lot of that elixir. So it probably doesn't stack, but I could have, I could give it to my most trusted lieutenants, perhaps. Hmm. The Thane tells you that Puridor is said to have gone mad shortly after me having made its discovery. Many believe that the flaw in the composition of his elixir was to blame. But perhaps he realised the danger of what he was attempting to create, he says. Or perhaps he just wished for no one else to ever follow his work. But whatever the reason, it's believed that he destroyed all evidence of his creation, save for the man, save for the mind of the loyal man who stood by his side and who had intimate knowledge of the makeup of the elixir, his son, Ireland. Thane Poran tells you that Ireland is now an ageing man, and his father, Puridor, has been dead for many years. Ireland tried to slip into the quiet life of a woodcutter and leave the tragic legacy of his father behind. There is too much for him to hope for. There was too much dark promise in the work Prithidor began so long ago. You ask the Thane if he believes that Aelin knows what it is his captors wish to find out, and if perhaps he's already told them. It's likely that he does know, he says, and unlikely that he's thus far managed to recall or relate to them anything of great importance. If, tho- if those that keep, keep him had what they seek, Situation on these shores would be quite different. Of that, I can assure you. You ask when he, when Thane, you ask Thane Porrid if Thane, it is Thane Mazabak who was taken Ilin Crosshall captive, and thus who seeks to discover the secret of Crivador's favourable bone elixir. He slugs. How could it be anyone else? There is nothing that goes on this keep that the Thane is not keenly aware of. The question you must ask then. Must ask, and then find an answer to is this. Did this business originate in Stonemark? Or Stonemarsh? Or Talonus? I need not suggest to you the sinister implications of the latter. Thane Poen tells you does not yet understand the true nature of the enemy that stalks the shores of Sarncard. can very well prove to be just the two of us, my friend, and a handful of loyal agents against a foe that moves without restraint, at will, with, impun- with impunity, sanction, or worst of, worst of all, complicity of the crown, he says grimly. We dare not strike too swiftly, but though we mustn't tarry unnecessarily, there is a balance to be struck. And should the worst of it prove too, we may quickly find our backs against the wall. For the next mo- next few moments, Thane Prohan falls silent. For nearly a minute, you ask him if the intention is to rescue Ilin from the dungeons beneath the keep. His gaze hardens and his door, tight- door tightens before he speaks. It is. Thane Prohan tells you that Ulio the spellcaster you fondly recall from your previous adventures in Keristalan is is even now hard at work, earning the trust of accomplices within the keep, as he seeks to learn the precise location and situation of Erlin. She's done well, he says, and you've done equally so. Don't think that your adventures here are unknown to me. My agents have reported back to me dutifully since your arrival. 
it is with no small measure of pride that I can count you as an ally and friend. Superb. Tally's Jr. Dane Poland appears ready to tell you something else about business at hand. But he suddenly laughs and apologises for the manner in which he revealed himself to you. I deeply regret the incident of the shoulder cross, he says, referring to have you pushed you down in the corridor. I often forget my strength. I do not say that in a boastful manner. My father was the strongest man I ever known, and I earned his ire and the back of his hand more times than I care to remember. So, what do you think of the great Midanor? The fame tells you the actual Midanor is a friend of his, as indeed a mercenary from Warsaw. If he should make his way to Sargard, I fucking got a bit of explaining to do, he laughs. Fame power tells you that he will come and go from the island as necessary, and he has trusted agents in place both here and in Trithic to provide cover for him during any extended absence from either location. Once we are prepared to move, I shall, of course, require your help, my friend. Until then, we must go, go about our duties here. Were made watchful of all that transpires. You you meet the thane in the shoulder cross and bid him farewell for now. He again thanks you for all you have accomplished so far. Tells you to stop back regularly. Oh, and Tully's junior calls out he's about to step out of the tent. It's very much like to have another one against you in the list some day. Perhaps on a day with a bit more forgiving sun overhand. I'm quite certain it was an untimely bit of glare that allowed you to land that lucky blow. Uh, actually, it probably was. <laughs> as you step out of the tent, you feel as if an impossibly large weight has been lifted from your shoulder. Armed with the knowledge that, that you're not alone in the strange and perilous events that seem to be rapidly unfolding on the aisle, you turn and start up the winding path that leads to the gates of the keep. It is that very moment you become aware of a thin figure darting through a group of soldiers just ahead of you on the path, moving with great haste towards a towering keep. As the figure crests the first of the small hills, hills between the west camp and the fortress, he turns and looks back along the camp. Your eyes meet the cold, distant gaze of Lucrecana. So, uh, that... 128 XP to general. So now... Now I can explore Sangard Keep. Alright, uh, what, what else? I can also explore the Jagged Hills. But... I'm going that, but more importantly, there is an event. There is something I can do right now, and that's Stormgate. Is the adventure where I receive my reward for winning in the joust, the mighty, fearless steed of Fade, Fane Mazenbach. Starting it. It's a cool, rainy morning when you are met the Grand Hall of the Keep by a young man who introduces himself as a servant of Thane Mazenbach. The servant tells you that Thane is at last prepared to grant, grant you your reward for having won the recent jousting tournament. Excitement wells up from within you as you follow the young man to the eastern arm of the Great Keep, where you step into a newly built and guarded stable. Standing at the southern end of, a, of the north stable corridor, in a wide, freshly slept store, is a magnificent, deep grey charger. Mounds of muscle whipple beneath the sleek coat of this regal steed. It is your first glimpse of the legendary mare known as Stormgate. Stormgate gazes at you with an almost knowing look to slowly approach the store. Quite a prize there, says the servant, who stares in awe the majestic horse that Thane Mazenbach has bequeathed to you. Quite a prize indeed. You step forward. Alright, I'll... 
You step forward and gently place your hands on the muzzle of the magnificent horse. Stormwake leaps forward, pushing her broad nose into you as her dark eyes look deep into your own. Unmistakably, you sense a deep understanding and intense emotion behind the horse's steely gaze. You realise at once that you are in the presence of a truly remarkable creature. You are hardly able to believe the powerful mare sending before you is yours, is now yours. For cried amount, you are now the proud owner of a magnificent charger, who, as you can see, has max stats. Five speed, five endurance. To view detailed information on your new heavy heavy warcross, please click the mounts link located in the white, lower right hand corner of your character's stat pane. To examining Stormgate and to turn it, she indeed a mount worthy of a thing. Or a king. You, you turn your attention to the back of the stall, where a black cough bag rests against the ornate saddle. The fane wished Wish you to have that as well, says the servant, holding in, in the direction of the bag, nodding in the direction of the bag. I was told not to look at it, and I haven't, of course. You open the bag, and are surprised by its contents. A fist-sized, smooth black stone, and an iron medallion that bears a fearsome-looking snake's head. The thing said, all those pieces, those two pieces, all fit with the horse, he says. I'm afraid there's nothing else I can tell you about them, though. You ponder what the fame might have meant by such curious words. Reach down and take hold of the stone, intent on having a closer look at it. No sooner do you close your fingers around the smooth rock, a staggering pain shoots through your head, causing you to drop the item as you struggle to maintain your balance. You lean back against the side of the stall as wave after wave of pain stabs through you. Oh, that's not good. The pain in your head rapidly subsides, is immediately replaced by a powerful rush of euphoria that overwhelms your senses and leaves you breathless. Alright, so I got 4,096 experience to general and 2,048 to all skills and powers. Whew, nice. Your, as your head begins to clear and the wash of euphoria subsides, you look down at your feet and watch with fascination as the smooth stone dissolves into a thin black puddle. The young servant gasps and claps his hands to his mouth as he stares down, wide-eyed, at the rippling surface of the small, black, small dark pool. Ignoring him, you pick up your iron medallion, and make a closer examination of it. It's a snake's head medallion. Five melee rating. Five stamina points. And five Neverall Reserve. This rather fearsome looking iron medallion. Dominated by the, by the sinister leering head of a fanged snake. Was given to you by Thane Mazabak. As part of your reward for winning the jousting tournament on Sangard Isle. A symbol etched into a centre of the medallion appears to depict filed five, ser five serpent tails entwined around a sword. Hmm. Well, I'm going to equip that right now. Uh, where is it? Uh, wait, it's here somewhere. Neck. Snake's head medallion. There we are. And now putting on the shimmering silver mace. Okay, so I've got one more MR, one more SP, and five more NV. Yep. Yes, it's an improvement in all ways. Yes, this this piece of rather fearsome look. This piece is rather fearsome looking, to say the very least. The sinister, leering head of a fanged snake dominates the Iron Medallion. A symbol etched into the centre of the disc appears to depict five serpent trails entwined around the blade of a sword. You carefully place the medallion in amongst your possessions. And equip it. 
who senses that they've bewildered, and obviously mystified servant of the Thane, is still uneasy about the incident that transpired with the smooth black stone. He, bow he blows bowels cautiously, and you dismiss him, and you tell him to deliver your sincere thanks to the Thane. With a swift nod to indicate he will carry out your wishes, the young servant turns and departs, walking with a long, long brisk steps as he hastily makes his way out of the stable. When he has gone, you turn your gaze to the magnificent horse, whose eyes seem to be fixed on you. You once again taken in by the animal's beauty as you stare into its wide glittering dark pools, you find yourself wondering just what this animal has seen and what great secrets it must know. You can't seem to fathom why Thane Mazabak would willingly part with her. She weeps up and strokes Stormgate's muzzle. A sinister thought stirs in the back of your mind. You, wa you wonder, does perhaps, is this, if, if this magnificent creature is in any way interested in any secrets you might know. That finishes this adventure with another 64 experience to general. So next time I'm going to be exploring Sarnguard Keep. Because there, there will be nice things to find within it. And then I'll probably move on to exploring the, the Jagged Hills and other things. Alright, what? But can I get an audience now? Nope, nope, I can't get the audience. No, so, nope, no audience. I mean, I'm the champion! Why can't I have an audience? Ah. Well, I'll just have to keep explore. I'll have to explore the keep instead. Uh, well, that's. That's that for now. And so, and so next time, explore the keep. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.